Hello, and welcome to the Luke Miller Podcast. It is episode 41, and I'm glad that you're able to join us this week as we take a look at what it means for us to go through different trials or hard times in life. It's safe to say that 2020 was not the easiest year of all the years, and to be honest, we've started 2021 and it doesn't look like it's going to be much better at times. Regardless of whether it's 2020 or 2021, every year there are difficult times that we're faced with. Whether it's on a um, tiny little scale or it's on a very big scale, we're going to go through difficult times. And everything that we've been looking at is, has been about how we define those trials. Now we move on to this component of what does it look like for us to respond, you know, and, and really ask why those trials come. And, and the basic statement is God wants us to grow through the different garbage that may be going on in our lives as we ask why trials come. Last week or the last two weeks, we were taking a look at Hebrews chapter 12 and looking at more of the definition of what. Now we looked at why. Why do trials happen in our lives? And today we're going to find ourselves in the first chapter of James. We'll be looking through, well, we'll see how far we get. We'll start in verse verse 2. But this is going to be going through, and again, that tough, that tough question of why. Why is this happening to me? Something that we touched upon last week in the book of Job, how Job was constantly or was asking that question of why are things happening to me? Why are bad things happening? In the Old Testament, there's a picture of, of what we call the retribution principle, which is good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. So in the Old Testament, if something bad is happening to you, then it's because you've done something bad. We read about it in the blessings and curses of the Old Testament. It's all about if you follow God and keep his commands, good things will happen to the people of Israel. If they turn away and God gives a list of of everything that will happen if they turn away from him. And it happens. But that doesn't answer the question of why would a bad thing happen to me as a good person? Well, in a year where we're having probably a difficult time with this, we find ourselves probably asking questions. You know, why can't I just get a break? All I needed was just to be able to come up for air at some point. Or saying statements like, it isn't fair, you know, for me to have to start over or or go back to the beginning of whatever I started because of whatever's happened in my life. Why do things always happen to my family? Uh, And in all sorts of different questions of why. Did I do something to deserve this when something bad happens? Our natural responses sometimes are saying, I just want to give up or say I want to fight or I want to run or, or I hate this right? We all come with different different responses to this. But if we start to understand why we go through trials, then hopefully we'll get a better picture of, of what our response can be. Why, or the question of why probably hits the hardest out of, of everything. When we ask, why is life so hard? And that, and it's the question that probably lingers the longest for us. Right, and and one of the things that we have to to ask ourselves is: as am I willing not only to hear God's answers but embrace them? 
I say that because sometimes the answers we hear are not the answers that we want. All right, so, so as we turn to James chapter 1, verses 2 to 8, sometimes we have to realize that what we want is not necessarily what God wants. I know it seems like a very straightforward statement, but it's a lot more difficult to come to that realization when you're going through difficult times. In James, the book, uh, of course, is inspired by the Holy Spirit. It was written by James, the brother of Jesus, if, uh, to give a bit of a background on it. And it, it was addressed to the people who had experienced pain and persecution and had been scattered to all sorts of different places around Asia Minor. And in many ways, uh, it's similar to the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. It deals with a lot of practical aspects of your walk of faith uh, in how, how we can have faith that actually works. Uh, it will be seen in, in, in how we face trials in chapter 1, how we treat people in chapter 2, how we talk to people in chapter 3, and how we deal with the sin in our lives in chapter 4, and finally, how do we pray in chapter 5. That is a very brief, very, very brief synopsis of, of what's going on in the book of James. We're talking about chapter 1, how to treat the trials of life or the difficult times in our life. Uh, I think as we take a look at uh, one, chapter 1, verse 2, is one of really the most outrageous statements in the entire Bible. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. In And what's interesting in this is in the 108 verses that James has, James has 54 different commands, and this is the first one. Because the first, uh, because the verse is so powerful, uh, we can see that there's, you know, various phrases that, that come with it. Consider it. We'll go bit by bit. Consider it. Before most everyone uh, is here on, on any given Sunday, some who like to arrive early probably see this. I go and I check my microphone. And... I do the standard check one, two, three, because that's what I've only seen on TV. So that's what I assume that you have to do. Sometimes I show off and I go a little higher. I'll go all the way to five. Or if I'm feeling good, I'll make it all the way to 10 just to show off that I can actually still count. Um, but but what I have for this is a lot of the, the picture that, that we see here is... Uh, as we go through the different stages of life, right, we find ourselves in a place where as we go through a hard time and as we go through a challenging time, it's kind of difficult for us to get from step one, two, three. If I go check one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, see, I, I do know my way up to double digits, but... But if we think of this as specific steps in, in trials as well, it is very difficult for us to think of getting from one to three when one is so difficult for us, right? Um, one commentator wrote this, and I really like it. Our values determine our evaluations. Let me say that again. Our values determine our evaluations. If we value comfort more than character, then trials will upset us. If we value the material and the physical more than the spiritual, we will not be able to count it all for joy. 
If we live only for the present and forget about the future, the trials will make us bitter and not better. All right, there's a lot to unpack there. But but the general gist of it is, is saying that we need to recognize why we're here. It's not for our own pleasure, but for God's purposes. It's not for our happiness, but for our holiness. We talked about that a bit last week uh, on how to grow in our, our holiness. The life of a true Christian is all about displaying the superiority of the life lived in God. All right? Not to rub it in or say I'm better than thou, but what I'm saying here is that the, the life of a true Christian is to display what a life lived in God is as a Christ follower. Whatever you're facing today, whether it's a health situation, a money problem, kind of a, a prodigal son uh, issue or with a child, uh, whatever it is right now, in that situation, you have an opportunity to shine for Christ. I know it's not what you wanted to hear, right? We want to hear that natural, quick response, which is, have I got a solution for you? But the reality is, is that God is seeing this situation and says, you have an opportunity to shine for me here, not only to grow, but to shine. Consider it pure joy, it says. And and so we see that we can find jubilation, right, in the midst of, of tribulation. 1 Peter chapter 4, 13 says, But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of, uh, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. It's what it's, Peter's saying it kind of nicely, but what he's saying is instead of whining about the things that can happen, we can actually worship and, be, and say, you know what? God is doing something in my life. And again, last week we talked a bit about how when we go through trials or what a trial is, Part of what a trial is, is refining us, not just short-term, but God is wanting to refine us long-term. And the only, the only way I know to do this is to recognize there's a purpose in all of our problems. James is not saying that the trials are joyful in themselves, but are a means to an end which is joyful. Let me say that again, that the trials themselves are not joyful. However, they are a means to an end which is joyful. In other words, joy in in trials comes from knowing that the outcome will ultimately be positive. It sounds like I'm just trying to give a a glass half full approach, but the reality is, is God is refining us for something that is everlasting. A joy that is not just in the moment, but something that is uh, long-lasting and ultimately will be positive no matter what we go through. We, we tend to equate happiness with joy, and that's kind of one of our biggest problems, right? But they're two totally different ideas because they each spring from a different source. One comes from the world around me. The other originates from the Spirit of God. Happiness is conditioned by and and often dependent on what's happening around me. If people treat me well, if things are going okay in my life, then I am happy. If circumstances are not favorable to me, then I am unhappy. I I talked about this 
Uh, I'm, you may have heard this before, right? When I wake up in the morning to the smell of bacon, I don't know what it is. I'm just happy. Even if it's five in the morning, well, maybe not five in the morning. And to be honest, I'm not even sure I know what five in the morning is. Uh, but, but I wake up to the smell of bacon and I'm happy. However, I wake up really early and there's no bacon smell. I am definitely not as happy. Uh, and I mean, it can, obviously I'm, I'm making light of, of, of something very simple in this as far as waking up. And, and most people know that I'm not a very good morning person. But, but for this, we have to be able to distinguish between happiness and joy. Happiness will come from something that is around us, that is happening to us, right? Joy, on the other hand, is much, much different. Joy is everlasting. Joy is something that we experience even as we go through difficult situations. And that's all part of that message that, that James is giving of, of us being able to be positive in a sense that even in trials, we know that the outcome will ultimately be positive, whatever it is for. And, and so, so we find ourselves with, you know, I mean, we've only gotten one verse in so far, but, but really, God's word does the work for us in, in a lot of ways, right? As we start to take, take a look at this. Uh, and and where we can find it. Consider pure joy, my brothers. We continue on with this. And, and the word brothers is a term of affection. It's a phrase that communicates we're all part of God's family. And James is giving this command as a plea based on relationship. The other thing that strikes me kind of in this is that joy is reserved for believers, which is a very key point. Only a Christ follower would ever consider a trial joy. Think about that. That only a Christ follower would ever consider trial joy. Right? Whenever you face trials, uh, and we've got, I mean, we can look at it in, in uh, the New King James Version, which says, when you fall into. And that's really kind of how it feels, doesn't it? When you're just minding your business and bam. Notice it doesn't say if you fall into trials. It just says when you fall into to trials. And, and so there, another one says when, uh, another translation says, whenever you are enveloped or encounter trials of any sort. And it goes, I mean, of any sort, really, it's of, of many kinds. In fact, the Greek translation of the Old Testament, uh, which, or the Septuagint, which it is called, fun fact that you can share at dinner uh, tonight to show off uh, to show off your knowledge, uh, but in the Septuagint, that phrase "many kinds" is the same phrase that's used to describe Joseph's coat of many colors. For those of you who've who've seen Joseph in the amazing Technicolor dream coat and heard the songs, you know how many colors it was actually made of, which was a lot. But what we're saying here, when you go through trials of many kinds, it's also saying that our trials are so different from each other, aren't they? Um, and, and what you're going through is probably different than what I'm going through. But that's because God desires for each of us to go through his own customized training program. 
right? I know it is very odd for a colorblind person to be talking about Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat because for me, the song is gray and gray and light gray and gray and dark gray and gray. If you've seen the musical, you will find that hilarious. If not, we'll just continue on with it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but think about that, right? Is when you go through trials, what you're going through is different than what I'm going through. Yet, if you think of it that it is God sending us through his own customized training program for us. And, and there's times when you are training for whatever it is, whether it's academic, whether it's athletic, that it is, it, it's going to be tough. Uh, and, and it is not going to be fun. But some, some suffering is tough and tragic and, and trials are difficult and devastating. And we should never wish that we had somebody else's trials either. Because God is using that individual's tough time to accomplish his purposes in that person's life. And he is something different that he's trying to, to teach you. It's not all trials are, are going, they're going to all have the same positive outcome, but that what that outcome looks like specifically is going to be different. If you look at, at James uh, 1, verse 3, We've now made it to our second verse, although I'm not sure how far through we're actually going to get in it. Uh, We can see that there's a bit more that goes on. We see that the good that comes from the bad, right? Because you know that the testing of your faith develops. And the word testing here refers to precious metals that are heated until they become liquid and all the impurities rise to the top so they can be scraped off. So it's not just testing it's saying to be made pure job 23:10 but he knows the way that i take when he has tested me i will come forth as gold all right so we see that same picture now in the old testament it's not just testing like we would expect on a sunday morning uh but or sorry testing like we would expect in school um or a challenge we would expect say on a sunday morning But this is actually saying God refining us. Again, we see that picture of refinement in our lives. God often puts us in situations that are are too much for us so that we will learn that no situation is too much for him. All right? Do you know what God's number one purpose is for you and me? It's that simple. Remember, I said that general purpose, that, that general ending is the same for all of us. Right? God's got one purpose for you and me, to make us more like Jesus. And he uses the junk in our lives to get us there. There are some benefits that come from bad things. And we see that from the word develops. God is developing us. Now, next week, I think it's good for us to to really see, go even further to say what these trials produce. All right? We can say why we face trials. We can say what trials are. But but what is really the intended outcome of that? You know, what, what do trials uh, inevitably produce in our lives? Or what do we want trials to produce in our lives? Today we saw that, yes, it can be, we have that positive outcome. But there's a lot that has to be unpacked when I simply say a positive outcome. So, so next week I want to take some time, go through uh, several different ways in which we can see 
refinement happen in our lives, tangible ways in which we can see refinement in our lives so that we can start to acknowledge that, that God is doing something. So I'm going to stop for there today and, and we'll continue this next week. Uh, we got, we'll say one and a half verses into where we were going to go today. I have to think back to say whether I, what verse I said I was going to make it to, but we'll just say I was going to make it to verse three and a half. Uh, and that way we accomplished our goal. So let me just finish it uh, for there today. Uh, we'll be back next week and we'll continue along this topic. And I think it's a very relevant one for us right now because I believe a lot of us believe that we are going through trials and we probably are, but we need to know how to deal with it and what we want the outcome to be and what God wants the outcome to be. So let me just pray and then we'll finish there for this week. God, as Odd as it sounds for us, we are thankful for the trials that we face in life, knowing that it means you are at work and that you are doing something in our lives. And God, our prayer is that our hearts would be softened in a way in which which we could take what you are doing, that refinement, and, and see it as refinement so that that we may be joyful wherever we are, that we may be able to become more like Jesus. And that people will see that we are are earnestly going through things, yet there is a joy, not a happiness, but a joy that is taking place even in the toughest times. So we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you are continually doing in our lives and refining us. And we just pray these things all in your amazing and holy name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm glad that you are continuing and with me on this and enjoying this. I look forward to next week as we continue in James chapter 1. Take care, have a great week, and I'll see you next week.